Yeah, good. Um, good to be here. And um, I am excited about tonight. And as I've been uh, going through preparing for uh, this, God has uh, been speaking to me. And uh, I've been praying that he'll speak to you tonight. Uh, when Joel said to me um, that we're going to be speaking on greater community, um, uh, Ruth, I was at home and Reuben asked me what I was speaking on and I said, oh, community. And he said, oh, they've got the right person speaking on that. And uh, I thought, oh, that's a nice compliment from my son. <laughs> that's good. I, I enjoyed that. Um, but I think what I've realised is that as I started exploring this word and this idea of community, I thought, actually, I've got a lot to learn, and I've actually discovered a lot coming, just going through this process. Um, and uh, sometimes I actually found myself, I don't even know if I really know what this is, this idea of community. And so um, one of the things that we have as preachers is uh, we would love a, a, if we could take our, our congregations along a journey with us over the week or so as we prepare. And so uh, what I'm going to do hopefully tonight is take you on a little bit of a journey um, and you can uh, interact with me on uh, trying to, let's try to discover together um, what this idea of community is. What is community? So I want, to st want you to start off by just going to someone next year and just tell them, uh, give, you, give them your definition of community. So just quickly to each other, what's uh, your definition of community? Whenever I uh, do this word exploration thing, I always use uh, the classic line from The Princess Bride um, where, oh, what's it, who says it? Um, he says, um, you keep using that word, but I do not think it means what you think it means. And I think this is the same with community. We use that word a lot around church. And sometimes I wonder, I don't know if we really know what, I, what it means. So let's, uh, let's explore. What did you say it was? What were some of the things? So if someone says, what, what's community? I'm just going to write a few down. Caring. Caring and sharing. Oh, you're going to have to... Or was it? Or was it sharing? <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have to put up with my writing. And I'm really shaky today as well. I don't know what it is. I'm on caffeine again. Um, anyone else? What, what other sorts of words came out when you started to find what community? Sport. Oh, thank you, Todd. That's a good one. We're going to talk about that one in a minute. Oh, support. I think it's... My hearing is going. <laughs> I'm going to leave sport there because that's a really good one. But support um, is in there as well. Yep. <laughs> okay, other ones. What other words or thoughts or ideas came up? Belonging. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yep. Oh, yeah, common theme. Oh, I can't even spell. Yep, other things. Oh, relationships, yeah. I'm just going to abbreviate that. A group of people, yep. Other ones, what other words came out or ideas or thoughts? Where do you experience community? What places do you experience community? Sorry, it's messy. Ooh, that's nice. Just like my writing. 
Um, <laughs> what, where else do you experience community? If someone says, oh, you know, where do you hear the u- word used? Church. Church, yep. That's a good one. That's a good answer. Where else do you experience it? Work, yep. <laughs> what was that? Food. Food. What else? Uh, Togetherness, yep. I started to think a little bit as I... um, uh, Oh, that's supposed to be togetherness, but togetherness is good. (laughs) Um, I was just trying to think. I'm having a look at my list. Yeah, where else do we... What sort of places or scenarios or situations do we use the word community to describe? Family, yeah, that's a bit of an, uh, that's a good one, isn't it? Sometimes people we, we have a sense of community in our family. Where, where else would you experience, or you know, say this group of people is a community? It's my community. Gaming community, if you're gamers, uh, sporting clubs. We talked about that. What about, sorry, neighbourhood? Yep, that's where I was going to go. Good. That's hood, neighbourhood. <laughs> neighbourhood, yeah, that's good. Um, and I, cause so all of this stuff here is starting to try and get a grip and and and, and understanding of community. Um, I, sometimes I people break it up into that you know that common unity. So that some people picked up sort of a common idea, something that binds us together. I was talking to Joel just beforehand. We were talking about uni. And, you know, you have a whole group of people studying the same subjects or same course, and there's sort of a a common interest there. Um, So people with something in common. Um, Where else did I go? Oh, yeah, but it goes deeper than that, doesn't it? It's, It's not just situational, is it? It can be used to describe sort of the situation or the neighbourhood or the group of people. But if we were going to go next level down, if we're going to go sort of deeper, where would it take us? What sort of things or words would you use if you started to go next level down? We've touched on some of them. I thought you come up with a common set of values if you sort of go down, it's not just common interest now. It's a common, so I was going to go Knox Church's soccer club. Okay, what are your values? Come on. What are they? Respect, integrity, selflessness, support, unity. Okay. See, that, that's sort of taking things to a next level, isn't it? So it's not just that you all play soccer together. It's not that you just, it's actually saying that you start to sort of care for each other, support for each other, um, sort of going down to a sort of next level. Uh, what, el- what other sorts of things? Um, at Bunnings, they don't even wor- use the word community anymore. What word do they use in, at Bunnings? <laughs> when they're talking about the Bunnings community, they don't use the word community. They talk about the being the Bunnings family. It's the Bunnings family. And we have all values and stuff like that in there and stuff like that. And they go on. Um, 
So that's, that's where so, uh, church, what are our church values? Oh, God, this is going to test you. Church values, we only have two. Close. Dependence on God, which is sort of faith. And disciple making, the other two. So, and so it goes sort of, we're not just a group of people meet together. We're sort of committed to a common purpose or reason for existence or how we uh, relate as well. Uh, there are different, as we're starting to go here, you can see that there are different levels of community, aren't there? Um, what might be even a deeper level than what I just talked about? Can you think of another place where you might experience community even at a deeper level? Life groups, yeah. What happens at life groups? Yeah. So we started to go into that, doesn't it? It gets us into sharing. Caring. You know, that's sort of taking it to next level. Share, uh, the word that I had was vulnerability. So we're going to next level sort of community talks about that sort of connection, isn't it? So I've got a really close, loving community that I can share, I can be vulnerable with. Uh, one other level, uh, any other ideas of deeper levels of community or what might happen? I don't think we've used this word yet that I've got in mind. A couple of words. Starts to go deeper, I think, when it starts to go to responsibility and accountability. So we're sort of going down to now, uh, you are responsible to one another, and I'm going to hold you accountable to live out these these values. And um, so it's not just about where we live, how we live, it's values, but it's me being responsible to you and you being accountable and, and being accountable to one another as well. So. As you can see, when people use the word community, they'll have a whole range of different ideas of what that might be. When I'm talking in my neighbourhood, it means something completely different than when I'm talking in my grow group about what community is. And I think when we sometimes as a church, we throw out this word community, but I, one of the things that I've learnt on this journey is this whole diversity of what community is. And there are sort of different levels of community, but particularly thinking of us in a church context, all of these happen in this group of people. They're not happening all the time. On a Sunday morning, there's a different level of community than there is when we have a life group or when we're at Cavell together or when we're in our grow groups together. But these things together um, make up a sense of a group of people um, in community. I did the, oh, we'll go to the next slide. If we got, I've got some slides. Oh, yes, should have made that bigger. Um, a Joel Poppenbeck uh, Google definition is a group of people living in the same place, having a particular characteristic in common. So Italian community, Dutch community, Sri Lankan community, that sort of idea. Or um, a condition of sharing or having a certain attitudes, interest in common, a sense of community that organised religion can bring. So that's, sort of, that's where you go when you go to Google. I sort of quite like the idea of the sporting analogy. Um, it's just like I talked at the church, that you have a club, and that's sort of big picture, isn't it? And then you have a team, and that sort of, there's a sense of community you experience in that team. And then you might have a group of forwards or backs or whatever that get a bit closer, and then you might even have sort of just a, even closer than that. And that all of those things are happening together. Uh, as we try and understand this idea of community.
Okay. Let's get to what does, how is the Bible define community? Okay, let's get it to a biblical definition of community. What do you reckon it is? <laughs> a body. Yep. Any other biblical definitions of what community is? Have a think from the Bible, some of the things that Jesus said. Food. Yep, there's lots of that, isn't there? Sort of, e, um, is it Lord's Supper picture? But there's um, hospitality, isn't it? Yep, yep. Who's eating food together? The church, and, w- and what are the sort of the language that the Bible used to describe the church? Sorry? Yeah, followers of Jesus, yep. There are other words, just think big, community, disciples, yep, yeah, yeah, that's good, disciples, so followers, their common interest in trying to be like Jesus and follow him. It's another word that the Bible used to describe Christian community. Family, isn't it? Yep, big one, Isaac, top of the class. <laughs> he switched on. <laughs> family, isn't it? That's a big picture. Think of the other one. So there's body, family, what other? So the Bible doesn't give a direct definition of what community is, but it gives us images or visuals or simul. What are some of the others? Body, family, what are some of the others? There's a flock image, isn't there? Sheep. Any other images? A nation, isn't it? Yep. The is- nation of Israel. Or, uh, so we, yep. That's good. What was the other one? Um, it's a vine, isn't it? That was the other one that I was thinking of. And so it doesn't give us an exact word definition (laughs) but it allows us to use imagery to think about if you think about all these different sorts of things how community functions how a body functions how a family functions how a flock might function they all give us little nuances into uh, what community might be we got them all i think we did I think particularly of all of those, we have the language around God at the head or God at the centre, God being at the core of uh, all of these images flowing through uh, his people in that place. In the last couple of years, um, Coral and I, Robin Frieder and some of our neighbours have been doing a missional community. We've... um, tried to build a community around our home. Uh, We've uh, invited neighbours into our house. We've made connections uh, through meals and um, trying to live as a sort of an everyday community, uh, as an everyday church, as a family of God together. There's been lots of um, eating together, uh, lots of meats, beer, salad as well um there's we've 
been doing things like um, digging together. I was digging in my neighbour's house. He needed a trench dug and we were digging together. We, oh, we've just got to know some of our neighbours across the road who are Indian, who are excellent chai makers. So they've been inviting us into our house and we've actually been uh, drinking chai together. Um, there's a sense that uh, Coral and I and the, and the community and our neighbours next to us actually want to create a community and a neighbourhood that is um, representative of God and a blessing to live in. And I think we're starting to see some of that, that we're seeing uh, interactions between people and, and commitments uh, to people. And all of those sort of different levels and images are starting to come uh, into play uh, in our community. Um, that Indian couple that I was talking to you had been to a couple of events that, um, at, at our house and, can, and had been to a few meals and stuff like that. And they said to us, oh, this place feels like our family. There's a sense of level of community that uh, we're actually starting to commit to it and uh, input to it, um, but it's a place where we feel loved, cared, supported as well. I think particularly in the church, we see this in families, but particularly in the church, one of the things I've really loved is the sense of community I get intergenerational. So from young to old and the mix. And I think you particularly experience that in the church. Um, and having a sense of um, older and younger people being united. But they might not have all those levels of community that we talked about. But uh, they shape it together. Um, and, and I was experiencing that. I was talking about, thinking about Cavell. And I was thinking about these young blokes sitting here. And... I was thinking about the love that I've experienced and the understanding of God and being together through these young guys and the conversations I've had with them, the fun that we've shared, the meals that we've eaten, the conversations we've had. And I was thinking to myself, that that's a, a unique place, isn't it? That sort of young and old get together and to be have this common um, sense of being and growing uh, together. Uh, we use uh, this terminology in our um, missional community that we're a family of servants on mission. It's sort of taken out of the Soma stuff. And for me, that begins to give us a bit of an identity of who we are and how we live out um, Christian community. But as I was thinking about all of this and I was just sharing that stuff, I was thinking about how, um, and I was talking to Joel about it in the office, and we were saying, but... I don't think that really translates much, my missional community stuff and what I was just saying, to a young adults and youth context. Because actually not a lot of you have homes <laughs> that you can sort of, you, know, you don't probably even have the transport or the finance or the stuff like that. And I was thinking to myself, um, you're probably even at a stage in, um, in, in life and understanding what your place in family and community that um, you're almost sort of a little bit unsure of how you fit into it. Uh, you're exploring, you're testing, you're doing things differently than your parents or your community that you're in as well. Um, and I think where we're going to go as we start to explore this, that community and the idea of community can express itself very differently in different contexts. So I just gave you our neighbourhood context. In your young adults or your youth context, it's going to look very different. 
Uh, one of the things I'm seeing uh, a lot nowadays is um, the interconnectedness, interconnectedness uh, and a sense of community that comes online um, through um, messaging and all that sort of stuff. Um, I am getting old, aren't I? Um, but for you as young people, that there's a sense of community encouragement and some of these values and stuff that we talk about are happening uh, that way not through necessarily inviting people to your house and having meals together. Or maybe for you it looks a bit different in terms of your meals together are once a month after Generate or something like that. So just keep thinking about that. It's going to look very different in your context. And start to ask now, ask God, what does it look like or what does it mean for me to live in community? What are the different contexts? What are the different people? Uh, how does that look in my life? Um, and I, I think, I was, as I was thinking about youth, I was thinking about connections. Sort of, there are sort of acquaintances, there are friends, there are mates, there are best friends. And the sort of community happens sort of differently in each of those. Isn't there? There, are, there are parents, there are older people, there are aunts, there are uncles, there are uh, coaches, uh, leaders, teachers, other th- that are sort of multifaceted understanding of what it means to be part of a community. Um, so I wanted you to sort of wrestle with me as we starting to, uh, or as we explored this idea of a com- community. It's quite complex, isn't it? Um, let's open our Bibles. We're going to read from Ephesians chapter 4 and see what this has to say to us about community. Ephesians is going to be on the screen. Here we go. I'll read it off the screen. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each of these, uh, to each one of us, the grace has been given as Christ apportioned. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does, the, what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe so that Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until each until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We will no, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and the cunning and craftiness of the people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow into becoming in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love just as each part does its work. I think it's one of the most, oh, for me, it's one of the most beautiful pictures of a sort of w- what a community is um, and what the community of God is. A common unity around the identity of who we are in Christ uh, and a common love for one another 
um, expressed as God has loved us. Um, there is, so as I said before, the Bible doesn't give us sort of a clear definition of what community is. It gives us those images. But one thing that the Bible does, and we start to, it gives us lots of instruction and lots of direction of how we are to relate in those communities. And uh, if you've heard of this term before, they often, uh, we often talk about them in terms of the one another's. And it's like, you know, the, uh, those verses of love one another, uh, care for one another, respect one another, build one another up in love, um, teach one another, all those. And so in the New Testament, there's somewhere between 40 and 50 of those one another's. And so the Bible is saying, uh, the Bible tells us, this is how you relate in community. Where are we on the, on the my, oh yeah, here it is. I found this quote this week. Uh, where it says, the Bible, the New Testament in particular, we have many teachings on the importance of community. By studying two simple phrases that appear time and time again in the New Testament, we can learn of the requirements and the beauty of true Christian community. The phrases each other and one another speak to relationships. They do not address relationship to God. This is really, I really like this. Do not relationship, or relationship to self. Neither do they speak to a relationship to the universal church. Rather, they address interpersonal relationships within a community of believers. And these one and others that um, it direct, they direct us in can then be applied to that myriad of definitions of what community is. So sometimes they, these interpersonal relationships can be a big picture, in a church of 200 or so and on a Sunday morning, or they can be applied to um, a grow group or a life group or even in a family or even between a husband and a wife. And these interpersonal relationships, he's saying, this is the sort of way that you express community. <laughs> it's by the way you relate to each other. And I, I, I think the Bible, when it talks about family, we have a bit of a skewed view because we have a Western understanding of family. Uh, the family that the church talks about is sort of Eastern, which is much more extended. It was aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, and stuff like that. And when they talk about family, they're talking about that whole big community uh, relating and interacting together. And so there's going to be times where you have aunts and uncles sort of connecting with um, nieces and nephews and nieces and nephews connecting with. And this and the way that they are to interact with each other is through these one another uh, type verses. So we're going to uh, just look at some of those and explore uh, them together. And so the one anothering is going to look different in different contexts. So what I described about sort of missional community may not look anything like the way you express one anothering in online or in your school or with your mates or in your sporting club or within your life group. But the principles that God is telling us is these is how this is how we relate to each other in those places. So let's have a look at them. I've just got a whole I've got the whole list of them. Hopefully you can read them there. Actually, if you can't, maybe Joel and Sab, can you just hand out these? And we've got the list on the piece of paper. So let's have a look at them. Um, 
uh, what they, I found here, which is really nice, they divide them into uh, a few different sections. Uh, unity, uh, what are the other ones? Love and humility. Let's just go through them. And so as you're thinking about the different people that you have in um, sort of community context, whether school, uni, home, family, church, sporting clubs, think about which one of these or some of these and, and how you express them in that place. So be uh, at peace with one another. Don't grumble amongst one another. Be of the same mind with one another. And so that's the Ephesian ones. You know, you have one Lord, one Christ, one hope, one baptism. There's a sense in particularly in, in Christ's community that we are one through what we believe and the values that we have. Accept one another. Think about how that works at school. Think about how that might express itself in your life group. Think about the people that you need to accept in those places. Wait for one another before eating Eucharist, Lord's Supper. Don't bite, devour and consume one another. Coralyn and I um, have had a number of conversations lately that we want to create better workplaces because our workplaces, people just bitch and whinge the whole time about anything and everyone. And I was thinking to myself, what about if I could make my Bunnings community, my little tool shop community, a place where we don't bite or devour and consume one another? But you're talking about Christian community, aren't we? Well, isn't this is what happens, isn't it? We Christian community sort of overflows into our life wherever we work or study. But then I think to myself, what does it look like for my life group? And how often do I bag out people or speak negatively of people? Don't boastfully challenge or envy one another. Gently, patiently tolerate one another. Who is God asking you to tolerate? Be kind, tender-hearted and forgiving to one another. In that, who do I need to forgive? And remember that God is, continues to say in the, in the context of this, that, um, is love like I have loved, forgive like I have forgiven you. Who is it that you need to forget? Be it bear and forgive one another. It comes up lots of times. Seek good for one another. Whose good are you seeking at the moment? Don't repay evil for evil. Don't complain against one another. Confess your sins to one another. And that's a whole level, isn't it? Who have you confessed your sins to lately? Have you got someone that you can do that to? That might happen in the context of an older, younger. It might be a friend, a mate. It might be a life group leader, a small group leader. It might be a parent. I think sometimes Christian community can be a bit fake and happy and all together because we don't do that well. <laughs> Imagine if we were a community that could do that and actually understand our humility and our identity in Christ, not who we are and what we've, what we've done. Sorry, not what we've done. Uh, the love, a third of them, uh, how we love one another, and there's lots of love one another, love, uh, serve one another, tolerate one another, greet one another with a kiss. Who have you done that to lately? Get some kissing happening around the place. That's what the Bible says. Uh, be devoted to one another in love. 
I like this, 15% of them talk about humility. How much does our world and our community need a sense of humility? Give preference to one another, honour one another, regard one another as more important than yourself, serve one another, wash one another's feet. What does that look like? What does that look like for you? Who's, who do you need to serve? Who's God put in your place to serve? Don't be haughty. Be of the same mind. Be subject to one another. Ooh. That's sort of the idea of submitting to one another. Who do you need to submit to? This idea of biblical community. This is what it looks like to be in community with one another. Clothe yourselves in humility toward one another. And then there's sort of a random bunch. Let's just go through them. Don't judge one another. Don't put a stumbling block in each other's way. Greet one another with a kiss. There's quite a few of them there, isn't there? Uh, husbands and wives don't deprive each other of physical intimacy. We won't go into that here. Um, bear one another's burdens. Speak truth to one another. Don't lie to one another. Comfort one another concerning the resurrection. Oh, that's a, who have you spoken to recently about the resurrection and what that means for them or what that means for you? Particularly coming up to Easter, that's a great challenge, isn't it? In the community spaces that you're in, maybe you can reflect this week and encourage someone about Easter and what that means for you and your relationship with them. Pray for one another or to those, be hospitable to one another. And Andy Stanley, uh, I found this quote, says, the primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. And I, activity, I underlined activity because I don't think it's the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is to display God's glory and to, um, and to be on his mission. But the activity of the church is so much around how we act as the people of God, how we love one another. And remember what Jesus said, uh, love one another as I've loved you. And listen to this, by this you will, they will know that you are my disciples, the way you love one another. And we display God and who he is by the way we love each other. Because God has shown us how he loves us. And so we have this identity of who we are in Christ. Uh, we have a new character um, through, through Christ. We are now sons and daughters and brothers and sisters. And we have a new purpose to live for his glory and to be proclaimers of his truth. And here, I, this came across my Twitter feed just before church and I had to put it down. It was a title of a book called, and it says, How the Church Portrays the Beauty of God. Because this is what it's about. As we live this way, as we love one another, as we act in community that way, we display who God is. Because God is love. And it may look very different in different contexts. Think about, how, think about the people that God put in your mind as you went through that list. Think about how that may express itself electronically or maybe just a conversation or maybe you've got to catch up with someone this week. Maybe you've got to send uh, someone uh, a message or maybe you actually got to have a coffee. Maybe you actually want to have a meal with someone this week to express uh, some of this love to one another. And so I think God is wonderful in the complexity and diversity of how God's people are to live together. And I love this list 
of how we're to live in relationship with one another in all those different contexts that we talked about. And so community is a vast, broad, um, grand and magnificent design that God has given um, all humanity, because we're all created in his image, to live with one another, but especially to the church as we display and reflect who he is by living these things out. But here's the beauty. I always end here. You can't do this yourself. If you think you're just going to go out there and you're going to be more loving, more caring, more you, you can't do it. You won't be able to do it. This is what God says. I'm going to give you my spirit. And it's a supernatural activity. And this is greater community. This is greater community than you'll experience anywhere else in the world. Is a supernatural community. It's when the Holy Spirit comes on his church and gifts it. Think of all the gifts that the Spirit gives and the fruit that it brings of love and joy and peace. And, joy. and so as we go from here, as we think about this list of one anothering, as we come into Easter and we're reminded of who we are in Christ, what he's done for us, as he ascended, the Spirit came onto his church. Think about who we are as a church. We say, Holy Spirit, help us to do this. Help us to live this out. Think about those people I have to love and serve. I can't do it by myself. Holy Spirit, help me to do it. Give me the strength. Give me the compassion. Give me the empathy. Give me the courage to do this because I need you to do it. We need you to do it. And as we do that, um, and I haven't gone into it a lot here, but we do that individually and collectively as God's community. So what I want us to do, I'm just going to pray for us and then um, what I'm going to do is we're going to um, have a look at that list. So let me pray first. Lord and God, we thank you that um, you have created us in your image to live in community, to live in relationship with each other. And Lord, as we've talked about tonight, that's diverse and um, and magnificent and overwhelming and um, complicated. But we thank you that we are made like you and that you have made us to display love to one another and that you have shown us what love looks like. Um, you have empowered us with love and we ask that you would now help us to live that out as we obediently follow you in these one another's. Help us as your spirit-filled people to love like you have loved us. Help us to love people in our workplaces, in our schools or at our unis. Help us to um, practice these things with supernatural power so that we can display your glory and live in better community. So we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come upon your church, that you would gift us, that you would in, anoint us with those gifts. And we think of some of those gifts of um, prophecy, healing, teaching, um, evangelism, even administration, all those other gifts. Lord, we pray that you would come on your church so that we can live in community better. We can do community better. May your fruit be born in our lives, that we may be more loving, kind, gentle, and display your glory. 
Lord, I pray that you would help to do us to do that in our contexts, whether we're young or old. Um, help us to do it in, in the places you have put us. In the name of Jesus, amen. What I want you to do is pull out that list that you've got. Uh, you can just sort of gather with maybe two, three, whatever you want to do, two or three, maybe not more than four. Um, I just want you to, uh, I've got some questions, here we are. Have these chat together as we wrap up. Which of the one another's had you not thought about? You might just have a look and have a bit think about that. Which ones do you do well in? Uh, and then pick one that you need to improve in. And then I want you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit for his gifts and fruit. Um, so just do that. We're going to have five minutes. Just get together who are in the little groups, three, two, whatever you want, and just go through those questions.